Hello, welcome to the third episode of Far Out Friends. This episode, we focus on themes of manifestation, what that is, how to do it, as well as surrendering and what that can look like. So we hope you enjoy. Far Out Friends! So we were thinking of starting the conversation talking about manifestation what that means, manifesting energies into your life, bringing things into your life. Um, we could also maybe talk about releasing things because I feel like that that can sometimes be a, a manifestation in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, also maybe segueing into um, ideas of surrender because I have some ideas where, where people try to control a lot and go a little crazy with the manifesting when sometimes uh, the goal is not to um, control the situation, uh, but rather needing to surrender and, and learn the lessons that are being delivered to you. So that's maybe a blueprint of what we'll be talking about and we'll yeah. see where it actually goes. Great. Should we do a check-in with our lives? If you would like to. (laughs) Everything's going great. Everything's changing. Everything's changing fast. I feel like lately things have been moving so fast, but not fast enough yet. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like impatience, lots of impatience, just waiting for the ball to drop. But also like this anxiety of wanting it to move faster, time to move faster. Yes, things are changing very quickly, but the resolutions to the change uh, are not coming fast enough. (laughs) So I feel like, you know, part of the the process of change is stuff kind of falling apart a little bit. Um, And I wish that I would already be uh, past even just the rebuilt. I just want to be rebuilt again. (laughs) I mean, you know, growing pains, I guess. Mm I am very busy and very bored, and I think people often think that if you're busy, that you can't be bored, but you really can be. (laughs) So (laughs) that's where I've been. The goal is to eventually find more things to do that will have me not bored to spend my time doing. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Sounds like a good plan. So I kind of want to talk about my manifestation journey and like where it started and our moon ceremonies that we started a couple years ago. Um, So Dahlia and I started moon ceremonies where a bunch of our friends would come together and we would write down things we wanted to manifest for that moon cycle. And then we would burn them, we would share them, we would talk about them. And a lot of the times you would come to the next moon cycle and somebody would be like, I got the job or I got the apartment, I got a car, like anything that they were really looking to manifest, it would happen. And it was so cool to see, it was really encouraging. And um, Dahlia, do you want to talk about the process that we went through and like kind of the idea behind manifesting with the moon? Many people, when they're manifesting, use the moon, uh, kind of partnering with the moon's energy and her spirit and and her her different cycles. Typically, you want to do these things on a full moon or a new moon. Um, And, you know, there's never a 100% correct way. So let's so typically on a full moon, you want to um, write down things that you want to release from your life, which can be very healing. Because from that point on, the moon uh, after its full phase is waning and it's getting smaller and smaller. And as the moon kind of um, fades away out of the night sky it's it's supporting you in these energies of releasing and and letting go of things and then the new moon is the beginning of the next cycle and so the new moon um when when the moon's completely black um is a great time to manifest or invite things into your life because you're you're partnering with that moon energy and and kind of tying that energetic intention to the moon cycles and so from the new moon on, the moon is waxing and it's it's building and forming back up into its fullness. And so you might 
get new moon or you know let's say you you write something down to manifest at the new moon it might come to full fruition by the full moon um and vice versa and but you know if it's the new moon and you're in this energy where you feel very called to release that's fine too there isn't a 100 correct way to do it um so you know we would kind of tell people that the traditional way but really whatever you feel called to do um and like kaylee said we'd share them um if you'd like and oftentimes when we would check in with people in our moon ceremonies something else that was very cool was um seeing how a lot of all sorts of people kind of from different walks of life whoever would kind of pop in on these gatherings everyone would sort of be dealing with the same thing energetically and we would all find um kind of this uh union in that and realize that we really as a collective are going through very similar energetic waves and you start to really notice that pattern um it, especially when you come together in a group and kind of hold space for each other in that way so yeah absolutely um and and the process that we went through of manifesting and this is kind of the the recipe that we used for manifesting was you would write down the things that you wanted to achieve for this moon cycle and for long term and the way you would write it down is by using no negatives so you would say say you want to manifest more self-love you wouldn't say i don't hate myself you would say i have unconditional love for myself right say you want more money you wouldn't say i don't want to be broke you would say I am abundant in all forms. Right. You speak it into existence as if you're already there, the timeline is already there and you're calling that timeline to you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think when you speak it in that way, you're almost like opening yourself because you're saying I have I'm abundant in wealth. So it's like it's an opening. I think if you said I don't want to be broke anymore, that's sort of like a closing and then it, I think it would be more difficult for you to manifest you know the wealth you're looking for if you're closing up like that. That's what we do that. Yeah. Yeah. And and for me what manifesting feels like is less of calling things in, it's more about going to them and like setting the direction that you want to head in and then making the leap that way. So you can't manifest if you don't put in the work. You can't just like make a wish and be like I want to be a CEO, but then you don't like apply for a good job and start your journey. Like that's never going to happen. So it's like backing up these manifestations with the work. And I really like the idea of timelines and jumping timelines through manifestation. So um timelines are all touching each other one on top of the other. And by manifesting, we're just making the jump from one timeline to the other in our favor. I also think it's important to mention that our thoughts create our reality. Yeah. And we need to train our minds to be more positive or not even more positive, but to step back into the the watcher of your emotions rather than being so involved in the outcome. It's better to be open to possibility rather than hoping for one particular thing because sometimes the plan of your life is way greater than you can even imagine um so don't limit yourself always leave it open ended um because bigger things might be coming your way and you don't even know mm-hmm. i agree um and also going with that a big part of manifesting like kaylee said to be conscious of your thoughts a big part of manifesting is to maintain that kind of um vibration if you will. And so if I say I'm abundant in all forms, it's you know, it's one thing to say that one night and you burn your manifestation in the fire and then the whole next the rest of the moon cycles it's kind of out of your mind. It's another thing to you're basically setting that intention for your lifestyle and for um the emotional state that you're holding yourself in. And so some a way to make manifesting very powerful, it's kind of like the law of attraction where you are um holding this mantra for yourself really. Uh where if it's something like I'm abundant in all forms, yes, you set that intention that night, but you carry through in your daily life holding that energy and it's really important like Kaylee said to be conscious of your thoughts because 
maybe if I'm trying to manifest abundance, I can be conscious of times when I'm falling into a lack mindset and kind of curb those thoughts and remind myself of that mantra and hold this energy of abundance to, um, you know, attract things into my life or to draw my energy to those things. Um, I very much see uh, manifesting as sometimes calling things to you, um, or you going to them kind of like magnets, uh, you know, what either one. And I, I just wanted to add to what Kaylee had said earlier about it's so important to do the work. Um, the, the way that I have un understood manifesting, um, is, uh, it, this is something that my guides kind of showed, showed me once <laughs> is that it's really a team effort. And so sometimes we feel like we have to do everything and that's not true. We do have a spiritual team that is helping us along the way and helping to align our goals. But then sometimes people want to just throw it out to the universe and then do nothing. And again, like, you know, some things you feel called to do that, to like give that to the universe to take care of and you just need to do your thing and be present. It's, it's really a team effort where if I set an intention, um, like let's say I want to get a job, right? Um, if I set an intention to be in a successful, happy career, I am now uh, in again in partnership with um, my guides, and they're going to start helping bring these experiences and, and these opportunities to me. And they're pulling their weight, and you also have to pull your weight in being open, being present, being conscious of different opportunities coming your way, opportunities that resonate with you, opportunities that don't, and to really be. Um, an active player in it. And so it's kind of a fine dance between, you know, I, and I think it really comes down to presence because when you are present in your situation, you're going to know when to act and when to maybe sit and watch and, um, and, and allow higher forces to kind of take control a bit. Um, but it's really a partner dance. It's not, it, you know, it's not like it's all on you to make it happen and it's not all on your higher team to make it happen because you guys are a team. They need you to to play your part and pull your weight, you know. I agree a lot with what Dahlia says. Um, the way I always looked at it is like you're on a certain path that is somewhat set for you and there are options, you know. It's like if you're walking through the woods, there are certain paths along your path that you can take. And I think manifestation, a lot of it, is about recognizing these other paths that are on your path that you can take, you know? So it's, you know, it's not like uh, we're randomly asking for things to magically appear or to happen for us, but in actuality, it's more like we're saying, I do want to have, you know, abundance in my life. I want abundance and wealth and love and when you say, I am abundant, I am in love, it kind of encourages yourself and it's also you telling yourself and recognizing that this path exists. Mm -hmm. But it is a huge responsibility for you, you know, the person manifesting to walk down that path because mm -hmm. that part's up to you. I want to talk about what it means to release some of those blocks while manifesting as well as like you have to put in the work you also have to feel like you deserve what's coming towards you. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, if you really want a great job, but deep down you believe you don't deserve that and you feel unworthy of a really great job that pays like really well, you need to go back and kind of figure out why you feel that and release that before accepting a good job. Right. I think a lot of us go, la 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 la, that path doesn't exist. <laughs> and, <laughs> and a lot of the time it's a blockage because I think a lot of paths that we block in ourselves are a way for us to protect ourselves from something else. Because, you know, if I'm capable of getting this incredible job, then, you know, that might conflict with a kind of belief that I have in something else about me, you know? It puts more responsibility on your shoulders and maybe mistakes you've made in the past, you have to kind of own up now. Because if you're good enough for this job, now you have to be good enough to own up to, mm -hmm. you know? people in your life. I think that a lot of manifesting is 
letting go of that blockage and accepting the path and paths that are in front of you. Yeah, I agree. Sometimes um, to manifest something, we have to release old thought patterns or old um, identities that we clung to. And when we release one of them, oftentimes it's a chain reaction. And like Scott said, they're tied to a whole bunch of other things. Um, it's a whole web uh, where if that, if this one kind of illusory idea of an aspect of yourself, like if you always believed unconsciously that you weren't enough um, and you're working to release that, well, that unconscious unworthiness um, is tied to so many other uh, behaviors that have developed within your personality, and those are going to kind of crumble away with it. And it is, that's a positive thing, but going through that experience, that release of ego, it is um, an ego death that people can go through when manifesting things. Um, it's like that, that saying, uh, the old, you need to move the old stuff out to make room for the new. And it is growing pains. You know, it is painful to go through, um, the experience of releasing things that you clung to for so long. Um, and it is scary, you know, people, human beings don't like change, (laughs) you know, um, even if it's change for the better. It's like weightlifting, you know, like you have to like break the muscle or whatever Mm -hmm. in order for it to have that space to build more muscle. But it's your heart. (laughs) (laughs) I think a lot of people are so afraid of failure, but they're also afraid of success. So it's about examining both sides. They're afraid to get this job because they're afraid of losing it when they don't even have it already. Um, So examining that, releasing that is beneficial something that i am anxious about when i manifest is uh and is this am i trying to manifest something that is truly meant for me or are these just my own egoic desires and my spirit guides are looking at me right now being like honey it's not going to happen because you don't even know what's going on we have the whole plan set out etc And so I always like to manifest um, or write down saying my conscious desires align with my higher path and my higher purpose Mm -hmm. because I I really like to set that intention for myself and I ask um, for the wisdom and the knowledge and for the ability to open energetically so that my conscious day-to-day desires really do align with my path. because that's something else that uh, I know I've run into where I'm trying to make something happen, make something happen, make something happen. And it's such an obvious uh, kind of closed door and doors just are constantly closing in front of my face. And there's a certain energy to it to where it, it can feel like that's just a hurdle that you're meant to overcome. But I'm talking about the energy where you can tell that it's the universe kind of saying no, no. No, <laughs> you know, either not now or this isn't meant for you. It's kind of I, I like to think of it as um like the bumpers for bowling, where you try to go this way and they like bump <laughs> you the other way and you go the other way and they're bumping you to the end goal and to you know knock the bowling pins over. Um, but when you're in the process of getting bumped here and there, it can just feel like you know I'm trying so hard but nothing's working out, you know. And that goes into um, sort of the other topic we wanted to discuss, which was surrendering to some things. Uh, When you're trying to force your life in a certain direction um, and that the energy can be very obvious with with your your higher powers of the universe saying, um, no, this is where you're meant to be right now, or no, that is not the direction you're meant to go in, um, which goes back to me always praying and asking for the wisdom and intuition to have my desires align with my higher purpose just to try to minimize that bumper effect you know (laughs) i think a big part of manifestation is spending a lot of time really understanding what it is you want or what you need because there are people yeah like when you abundance um wealth maybe you want um you know, if you want to be king, you got to ask yourself, why do I want to be king? Because <laughs> that's kind of what sets you off down a path that maybe you shouldn't go down. Because although in your heart, maybe you want to be king, 
that path may not be your path at all. And what could really be your path is that you just kind of want to be loved mm-hmm. by your community, yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's the real path. So I think it's really important to pick um, or discover what it is you really want and not just wish things like one of those movies where you have a genie and they wish for something really fast and then chaos breaks loose. Yeah. And I think, um, I think what you're describing is manifesting the emotion as well as the situation. Mm -hmm. So like, what do you want to feel when you're in that situation? How do I bring some of that into my life now? And how do I have radical acceptance for where I am now? Because that helps bring in the energy as well. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. radical acceptance when sometimes it doesn't happen and it's not meant to happen and that's okay. I think those are really good points. And I, I really like what Scott said about understanding what's behind your manifestation. And granted, some manifestations are not, um, you know, so heavy. So, for example, um, let's say I am applying to a job that I really want. Uh, I always try to keep it a little bit open and I might make a manifestation that is not please make me get the job that I just applied for and instead might be, um, uh, you know, I have uh, the job that serves my highest good. So that way I'm holding the intention that however this surface level outcome uh, turns out whether this this employer calls me back or not. I'm setting the intention that I my career path is aligned for my highest good, and you know that's that's sometimes we have things like that, like jobs and such, or or you know trying to get an apartment or etc. But some other uh, manifestations, it is really important, like Scott said, to kind of check your emotional state and ask, you know, why am I asking for this? What's my energetic intention behind it? What's the real source of it? Because it can be something like, um, I am in a loving and committed relationship, right? Let's say you uh, really, really badly want partnership. And it's a really wonderful exercise of self growth to sit down and look at your desires and say, you know, why do I want that? Do I, am I really ready for committed partnership or, um, does it go back to, uh, maybe do I have a, just a fear of being alone? You know, is that, what's the root behind this? And it might turn out that you're like, you know, no, I just, I am ready for, uh, you know, a romantic partner at this point in my life. Or if you dig deeper, uh, you could find that maybe the root of it is a fear of being alone or uh, a need for validation, a lack of self-love, etc. And if you find that behind these intentions, you know, behind this, this manifestation, then maybe you can shift your intention to be healing what that root energy really is because you that in that case then it's not about getting a partner because getting a partner is not going to actually um fulfill what you're truly looking for instead it might be to release um fears uh or to come to uh self-love and self-acceptance you know um so it's really important it goes back to being conscious of your thoughts conscious of your emotional state Um, really knowing what the drive behind your manifestations are. Um, And they can be a huge tool for inner reflection and and healing. Or sometimes they can just help you get that apartment, you know? (laughs) Like, sometimes it's not that heavy, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I want to go over a couple different ways of manifesting because I think that's important as well. Um, We already talked about, like, moon work and manifesting with the moon. You can write down your intentions you can do a vision board where you just print out a bunch of images that represent what you want in your life. You can do a crystal grid, which is using crystals to create an energetic portal towards what you want. Um, you can do guided meditations and, and visualize what you want to achieve. You can use affirmations. Affirmations are a great tool for manifestation. Am I missing anything? Um, I, I think those are some of the big, the the main ones. Sometimes I like to even, um, just carry a certain talisman that like reminds me of what it is 
that I'm setting my intention to, um, whether that's a crystal or maybe, um, you know, it, it could be a picture from a vision board or something like that, or, you know, just something that every day, uh, you kind of have it and you see it for an instant in your bag or you feel it in your pocket and it reminds you, um, to be holding that, that, uh, energetic state and, and, you know, calling yourself to that, that place, um, in regards to, uh, releasing things too, because I feel like for me so often I am yes, manifesting, but also releasing things, um, as a woman, I really enjoy using my menstrual cycle as a time to ask to release things from myself because I think as as people who are female, women, or just people with wombs, um, it's a really, really powerful and sacred portal that's happening there. And your body is going through this purging process and to be you know, not just spiritually connected and connecting your intentions to um, energies outside of yourself, but also connecting to the energies of your body and really kind of tuning into the cells in your body and, and using your body cycles to uh, help release things from you. I found that to be really powerful and very healing for um, releasing fears, doing, uh, you know, inner child work, a lot of stuff like that. It's a really you know, beautiful thing. Yeah. And going back to the vision board, because I wanted to say something about carrying a talisman with you. Mm -hmm. uh, a really great way to do that is by setting your lock screen, your home phone. Yeah, that's home actually page, a really good, yeah. As like an image that represents what you want to manifest, because you see that how many times a day? Mm -hmm. Like a lot. Yeah. So that little reminder can help snap you back into that mindset. Mm -hmm. Wasn't there a study about... um? This must have been like Business Insider or something. <laughs> but there was a study about how when people put their first dollar on their wall, they make like a certain percent more than people who don't. Really? Heard of that? Oh, yeah, that's a thing. Oh, wow. I never really thought of it as manifesting, but like that makes sense. That is <laughs> it's like accidental <laughs> manifesting. Yeah. Is it ever too late to start? <laughs> can, I, can I slap a 20 up on my wall? <laughs> One of the things that I do is I write myself a check every year. Oh, yeah. I, and I write it for a certain amount that I want to make. Or if it's like just a cycle, like a moon cycle, and I need extra cash, I'll write myself a check for like an extra $500. Yeah. And I'll be like, okay, this is going um, in the corner of my room that represents money and finance. And I'm going to try to bring that energy in. Mm -hmm. Write in the memo, this or something greater. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I know for me, I had um, the woman that I'm working on her website, um, the letter she sent in the mail saying, I'd love to, here's a check or whatever. Um, that's hung up above my laptop. Oh, yeah. nice. And I still have um, the job paper thing um, from my current job when I first discovered them. And there was a third thing. I don't remember. Nice. It. But yeah. Oh, high school diploma. That was an important thing. Yeah. That was a big accomplishment for me. And I think when you're calling in something like abundance and self-love and self-worth, those things can be really helpful to just kind of have reminders of your different things that really mean a lot to you or different accomplishments to you um, to be up around your space. Some people really benefit from that. Yeah, well, you need to be reminded of your successes to really be reminded of your own worthiness. You know, if you have constant reminders of your failure you're gonna right. feel like a failure mm -hmm. um, it's yeah. true if you got through chemistry you're gonna get through this <laughs> i've been saying that since high school <laughs> it's actually very helpful that's really funny yeah panics <laughs> like a, a war flashback to high school chemistry yeah. i did great in chemistry <laughs> you're a good student <laughs> Weird. Oh jeez. That's funny. Had a good teacher. Shout out to Mr. Baruch. Well, I had two chemistry teachers because the first time didn't work out so well. Oh. But my hey, second year of chemistry, I got, got through it. Yay. It's a C plus. Me too. <laughs> C for chemistry. That's um, funny. Should we share some manifestation success stories? Um, yes, but somebody else has to go first because I have to think back to my memory bank. 
Okay. Um, I have a quick manifestation success story that happened recently. I, um, I really wanted to manifest a new apartment. I was trying to move out and I had applied to like three different places, which is again, the action that backs up the manifestation, the kind of wishing for something in particular. And I got to work and my boss was like, we need to make a crystal grid. And I was like, okay, great. Like I am 100% down to make a crystal grid at my job, which I love so much and trying to manifest an apartment. So I put together this grid that had like a Shungite cube for stability. It had Peridot for following your heart's desires, emerald and ruby. And I lit a candle. I put some rosemary next to it too, to like invite in that like greed healing energy. And I every, every day I would light the candle. And I kid you not, 10 minutes after I put up that grid with my boss, I got a text back from an apartment being like, hey, we'd love for you to come see this. And two days later, I had the apartment. Wow, I should really do that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do that for you. Uh, I feel like I don't do well with crystal grids. You have to like it. They, you know, I... But, and see that, but you know, that's a great example of not every method is going to be for you, you know? Um, yeah. I want to talk about like the placebo effect here, um, because I recently heard something about the placebo effect and not being called that anymore. It's about talking to your subconscious. So you need to find something that talks to your subconscious right. because your subconscious is going to make that happen. It's going to transfer over into the conscious. Right. Yeah. People give the placebo effect a lot of um, a lot of negative talk, and the way I look at it is, if it works, it works. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like if if one person takes Tylenol and somebody else doesn't, and the placebo worked, that was just as good as Tylenol. And they didn't even have to take Tylenol. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> But I think a successful manifestation story for me, um, I'm thinking of like an early high school thing. Um, I'm not getting back to chemistry, I promise. <laughs> um, I remember that I used to hate reading so much. I hated reading, but I saw all these books that were like filled with information I wanted to know. I just wish there was some other way that I could learn it, but I realized there really wasn't. And that's accepting the path. Uh, <laughs> And what I would do is I remember it would be like two in the morning and I'd just lay on my floor because I had a carpeted floor and I'd just, uh, I'd either close my eyes or I'd kind of just uh, not see with my eyes open. I don't know if that makes sense. We you kind of just blur your eyes, you don't really. Yes, you unfocus your eyes. You gotta unfocus your eyes, yeah. And I would just um, really imagine uh, like reading all of the books and I would kind of like in my head, I kind of start out like, well, where do we start? And I would kind of see myself reading and I would repeatedly tell myself, you're going to read this book tomorrow. You're going to read this book tomorrow. You're going to read this book tomorrow. I'd even, um, I used to also write little notes and I'd hide them places that would have manifestations. Um, there was one in my guitar growing up, uh, that said, you're going to be a great guitar player. Oh. It turned out being true. Well, at the time I haven't practiced in a long time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but, but the next morning and, and so forth, I remember that year I read so many books. And this is after never reading intentionally. I was in high school, so it's kind of sad. But <laughs> no, I read like at least 100 pages, I think a day or every other day. It was just book after book after book. And I got through like six like thick books over whether it was um, uh, there's a healing book that was really interesting. It was about chi. It was called The Web with No Weaver. Web with No Weaver. That was a great book. It's about like, um, like just medicine using chi. And it was really interesting. What about acupuncture? Mm -hmm. um, about communication and some stuff on science and music and whatever. <laughs> but it was just a big self-confidence booster. And it was a very good success story. Thanks. I still haven't thought of manifestation success stories. Not like, I mean... I, I feel like a lot of my things have to do with releasing. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of, you know, I'll set intentions to release certain things or to heal certain things. And 
it delivers (laughs) (laughs) with all the work involved um (laughs) hello um obviously this is a different day we have different clothes on we had some major technical difficulties um so if you're watching on youtube and you're like what the hell um this is where we are now (laughs) yeah out of nowhere we were on a roll in this whole conversation and then the video shut off and it didn't even show up on the phone we were like oh man is it is it did it delete but no still here still recording (laughs) (laughs) we've been recording for so long i know (laughs) um so where we left off was talking about manifestation success stories and dahlia you were talking about how you release more than you manifest yeah and when i go to manifest oftentimes um my guides kind of show me that I need to readjust um, my outlook or what I'm hmm, what I'm really directing my energy towards they usually use it as a, as a teaching moment rather than uh, me trying to control my future kind of thing um, and I think that's something you know we've talked about different themes of surrender and such um, I think that's something with manifesting to mention where uh, it's not about trying to control your life, um, but it's more about using your intuition to feel what's right and then to set your energy on that path and make sure that you are wide open and you are doing the work and you are um, in communion with those energies of, of the universe to allow things to flow to you in a very smooth way. Um, Because, you know, we all have our incarnated path that we are set on. So if I'm trying to manifest something that is out of alignment with that path, oftentimes um, I'm just going to be shown closed doors or um, it'll be kind of a be careful what you wish for sort of scenario. One of the things that people kind of assume about surrender is that it's letting go or giving up. But one thing that I've learned recently is that surrender can also mean taking action. And that can look like sometimes the action we take is easier than not taking the action. Like sometimes it just goes against our grain to not act or not say something to somebody when our hearts are really telling us to do something. So with manifesting, it's like you have to jump into that. You really have to be in that energy and do the work and surrender to your own will. Absolutely. Surrendering is um, surrendering to the present moment. It is not taking a passive stance, just like how Kaylee said. Um, Surrendering isn't giving up. Uh, What surrendering is, uh, it's coming to full acceptance of what your present situation is at hand. Um, You know, Eckhart Tolle in his book, The Power of Now, which is a fantastic book, um, talks about the steps that one can take in regards to their present moment. And when you surrender into the moment, you can do a couple of things. You can, you know, you kind of can run through uh, the list of of what's going on, really accept that, accept your reality in full, which many of us honestly don't. It can be very painful for many of us to accept where we're at, what our reality is. And based on what you feel the right path is for you intuitively, you can one, finally accept that reality and accept that shift. Two, accept that reality and then take positive action towards changing it um, because the universe is in constant flow and that's where something like manifesting would come in. And do you guys remember what the third one was? I feel like he had a third principle where it was like you either accept it and you live with it, you accept it and you take positive action towards changing it. Gosh, it's, it's slipping my mind right now because for me, I, <laughs> I always was really grabbed by the second principle, which was um, to take positive action um, towards, towards, you know, chain, kind of creating the life that you want. Um, however, it is very crucial to not be in denial of the life that you currently have. You can't properly manifest or uh, take action in your current circumstance if you're constantly in denial of what that circumstance is. You'll you'll never take present like like your actions will never be based in a state of presence. 
they'll constantly be based in a state of um, denial or illusion, right? Yeah. And I think piggybacking off of that, I'd like to address kind of like the spiritual bypassing aspect of manifestation because I feel like manifestation is used as like, oh, your mentality creates your reality. And while that's true to a certain extent, I think it's um, kind of unfair to mask over people with mental illness or people in states of poverty where it's very hard to get out of. And it's like manifesting is great and it's a tool that you everybody can use to help. But at the same time, there needs to be a recognition of of states of powerlessness and, and use these tools to help get you into a better mindset. And that's really what we're talking about is like elevating your mindset and your outlook so it benefits you. Mm-hmm. There was once, uh, I remember once on the internet, which is where I have my most philosophical conversations. <laughs> um, somebody asked me, they said, well, if somebody entered your house and started murdering your family, do you just sit back and just accept, just acceptance? And it kind of took me a moment to try to like piece together what he was trying to ask. But this goes back to what we are saying about how there's that misconception that acceptance means inaction. And if you truly accept the situation, you'll say, okay, this is happening right now. And then you go off and you might, you know, I don't know, grab a screwdriver, uh, who knows. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, acceptance does not mean an action. And it's actually a very, very uh, excellent place to find that action in yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, Ram Das also talks a lot about the importance of taking action um, in our roles in society, he talks a lot about political action and social action. Um, And he's someone who, you know, is a very uh, present, wise being, um, yet he's still very active in these humanitarian efforts. Um, And so that's another example where he is fully in his, his seat of humanity, where he is wide open with compassion, allowing his heart to break in the pain. Um, if you hear little taps in the background, that's my dog walking around. I'm sorry. He may come into the camera. Yep, here he goes. <laughs> Joined the convo. Um, but he's very much someone who, you know, oh gosh, here comes a second dog. <laughs> Ram Das is a great example of somebody who lives with a wide open heart. He's deeply compassionate. And in situations where he's helping people who are in deep pain and deep poverty, he's not spiritually bypassing, like how Kaylee said. He's not saying, well, this reality is an illusion because we're all actually just divine beings. Like, no, you know, we we are all divine spiritual beings, but we are also um, in the role of human. We are going through the human experience. And going through the human experience means having this whole spectrum of emotions. There's no such thing as only experiencing a piece of the spectrum, um, which is how our current society really capitalizes on that, kind of making us think that, oh, if we have this product or if we have this house or if we have this lifestyle or that job or that partner, then we will always be in that happy side of the spectrum. But that's not the case. That's not how... um, that's not what it is to be human, you know? And so Ram Dass, I, I, I mean, we all love Ram Dass and um, there's a great podcast with his lectures that I always recommend to people. Um, but he sits in that pain and that heartbreak and he also sits in what he calls the horrible beauty of the universe. And he plays his role as a human being and does his part to try to lessen the suffering in the world. He sits in presence and takes positive action in that situation. Um, so that, that, you know, and that could be manifesting, that could be releasing, that could be um, sometimes the, the action is the inaction. You know, sometimes it really is just sitting down and coming to full acceptance and that alone can really shift energy. So, you know, manifestation is such a hot uh, word nowadays but it is really something that I personally only use in my practice um, very selectively when I feel called to do so. Um, and that's for me personally. Other people, you know, are manifesting more often and that's just what they're meant to do, you know? I think that sometimes inaction can sometimes take more energy in yourself than action itself. When there's a lot of injustice going on and a lot of people are in pain, 
I think sometimes it does take even more energy to sit back and kind of not put in that effort. Um, and so in that way, I think that helping other people is strangely a little, a little less effort to it in this really weird way. I think what people gloss over about manifestation is that it can be used um, to help the greater good. And um, one of the things that I do is send light to places that I can't, I, I have no control over helping them. Like there's nothing I can do from here. Absolutely nothing. I can donate my money, which I try to do, even though I don't have a lot of money, but it's like, I, I'm powerless to the situation, but I, the best thing I can do is help manifest the best outcome for them and, and send that light to them. Isn't there um, that study with the group of meditators who were meditating on peace and kindness? You know that story better than me, Kaylee. Yeah, there was a, a study done where a group of people meditated um, in a community that had higher crime rates and the crime rates went down by, I think, 30%. During, like, the peace meditation? Yeah, well, at, in that duration, I think the study was, like, you know, four months or to a year or something like that. Yeah, I'll put it in the show notes, but they did the study where there were a bunch of meditators that came together in a community and meditated for peace, and just the action they took to make more peace within themselves had a ripple effect in the community and crime rates went down. Right. Whether you want to look at it as the energy they're projecting out had a real effect on the world, or um, we talked earlier about the placebo. If it works, it works, you know? <laughs> or that's, you know, affirming certain things in your own mind and holding yourself to your own inner um, I, uh, vibration, for lack of a, a better word. Uh, and, you know, that that very unconscious nature you're holding yourself in really does affect uh, other people and, and the world around you. People can feel it, you know? I mean, if you stand next to somebody who is um, very angry, they don't need to say anything, but you can feel the anger rippling off them or the same thing with somebody who's incredibly sad or maybe somebody who's incredibly... Um, incredibly like high energy or anxious or, or very you know like buzzing with energy they could just be standing there but in the tiniest movements of their body you can really um feel that coming off of them and i i do think that it's the same with people who are kind of in this state of of peace and uh you know this very open heart center place people can feel that you know um yeah, yeah. i think there's sort of like something important about a person who is pure to themselves and manifests um, the right energy the best they can. I think this is special about that person because when they do a few good things, I think they make a really, really big impact. While I think a person who is stressed out, not in a good mood, and feels foggy or doesn't manifest maybe the best things. Maybe they like money a lot or something. Um, <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with manifesting a little bit of cash <laughs> money for yourself. It's we about balance. <laughs> I tell my guys, I'm like, guys, this is the system of things here, you know? <laughs> so what I was saying is a person who is, um, who hasn't manifested the right energies, I think if they complete 10 good things, it's really still less the value of someone's impact who does only a few things, but they're a lot more pure in themselves. Um, yes, so because we had technical difficulties and there was some time between our original recording, which was most of the beginning of this episode, um, since then, uh, I do have manifestation <laughs> success stories to bring you that happened accidentally. Um, so right now I am trying, I'm very, uh, in a very disciplined way, trying to manifest, um, a amazing, wonderful home for myself because I'm in the process of moving and I'm looking and I really, um, you know, I'm, I'm manifesting the, the best home for me at this time. And, um, so I'm walking around with these energies of like, I am abundant. My desires are for fulfilled. Like 
I am, you know, so in these energies and um, I have not yet found a home for myself, but I'm realizing uh, also I'm, I'm not homeless. I, I'm currently living in an apartment, but landlord's selling and, you know, I gotta, gotta leave. <laughs> but I'm, uh, my, all my little wish list items are just coming to me. They're just being brought to me right now. Um, where, so, uh, you know, it started with, um, I, I work at a state park and uh, everyone there has Crocs, right? And they all have camo Crocs. And one time we were doing fish surveys in the water and they were like, bring your Crocs guys. And I'm like, dang, I don't have Crocs. <laughs> Brought my sandals, it was fine. People laughed at me, whatever. <laughs> but, but I for so long have been wanting a pair of camo Crocs, okay? That's just like, look, if you know, you know, that's the aesthetic, that's the vibe. Um, and in, in one of the backs of our trucks in the bed, there was a pair of women's size camo Crocs. And I was like, Hey, whose Crocs are those? <laughs> they were like, Oh, we just found those. Uh, they were left behind. Um, so they're anyone's. And so I swiped those up, obviously bleached and sterilized them. But now I have a pair of camo Crocs and then my supervisor came up to me and was like, do you want a pair of wireless earbuds? And I was like, wow, I have actually for a very long time needed wireless earbuds. I'm st I still have wires on mine, like, like a freaking peasant. <laughs> Cause uh, if, if you're not wireless, everything, you're just, a, I guess a hobo or something. <laughs> no offense to hobos. Yeah, I mean, even some hobos probably have AirPods, but so I have been getting all these things and I'm like, Spirit guides, it's really nice that you're, you know, picking stuff off my Amazon wish list, but let's get your girl a cute little cabin in the woods, right? <laughs> a little garden yeah. for the dogs, et cetera, et cetera. It's coming. It's already there. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning in, you guys. We'll see you next month in October. We'll hopefully have some scary stories Ooh. for you. Excited for the next episode. Um, but until then, stay well and thanks for tuning in. Thank you guys for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. You can follow us on Instagram, which is Farther Out Friends. You can follow us on YouTube, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. If you guys have anything, any suggestions of what you want to talk about, you can put it in the comments. Give us a